The Jen Charlton Show on 930 WFMD. Blending business and politics with your host, Jen Charlton. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Jen Charlton Show. I'm so excited to be here with you. And wow, we have a very important show today. Every show we try to do things that really matter. Well, there's nothing that matters more than your constitutional rights and my constitutional rights. And they don't get to be parsed and petitioned by legislators. The Constitution is unmessable with, but they're trying. They are definitely trying. In Annapolis, the legislators this year are doing a barrage of incoming attacks on your constitutional rights. Now, whether or not you want to carry a gun is your choice as long as you qualify to meet the criteria set forth then you have the right to carry. And they said so in SCOTUS. They said that this notion of shall carry cannot be messed with. But they're trying. So the legislators in Annapolis, Maryland, are way out of their lane. They're way out of their lane. So I want to read something to you because it's important to remember a couple of things. The U.S. Constitution is the the law of the land. The Maryland Constitution, which I just tried to delve into, is 40 pages long. So we're going to get that homework done this week. Okay, But the U.S. Constitution I've read several times, and I recommend you read it, study it, take a class with the Institute on the Constitution and Michael Perutka. And my next guest that's going to come in after the break is an expert also on the Constitution. He's one of his trainers. And that's going to be Tim Walters, pastor and patriot, Tim Walters. But that's after the break. So right now I want to I want to read something to you. And I want you to shut your eyes and just listen. When in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitle them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established shall not be changed for light and transient causes. 
And accordingly, all experience hath shown that mankind are more dispelled to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. We're tolerating stuff right now. These transient causes that these legislators in Annapolis have taken on exceeds their authority. It exceeds their authority. Now, we're going to get into all sorts of reasons why they're nuts to go after this. Not the least of which I have somebody calling in from Baltimore. Okay, and the violence going on in Baltimore. God-fearing, gun-carrying people who have a right to defend themselves and their liberty are not the enemy here. The people who are gun-toting criminals in the streets shooting up these poor men, women, and children in Baltimore and the like are the criminals who are carrying guns. And by the way, they don't care about your laws. They don't, they don't get certified to carry. So you don't go after the locations. What a cheap shot. Now they're going to shut down access so you can't bring it into any buildings. Shall carry means shall carry. So we're going to take a quick break, but I want you to think about this. And if you have an opportunity, pull out your constitution or find it online and start reading along with us, because we're going to dig in to the Second Amendment right after this break. We'll be right back. The Jen Charlton Show is brought to you in part by Flamingo Pool Supply, Industry Lane Frederick, the best for your pool today. When was the last time you had fresh homemade ice cream? Sweeties on the Creek is making ice cream. Stop in and taste our fresh-made selections, including dairy-free and all-natural flavors. Enjoy a fresh cup of coffee with creamy shaker sundae. Taste a new fun flavor or an old yummy favorite. Sweeties, fresh-made from cow to cone. Sweeties on the Creek, just up from Market Street. We're scooping now. Past editions of this program are available in the audio vault at WFMD.com, a service of Holtzapple Heating and Air Conditioning. Welcome back to the Jen Charlton Show. It is great to be with you here today. And this is an important show because this is about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and your ability to protect yourself and protect your family if you need to. That doesn't mean you go out and use it for harm. No different than you can't go use a car for harm. I want to read the Second Amendment. Actually, I'm going to I'm going to start with the first because I think it's important. We have it in context. Amendments to the Constitution of the United States. Amendment one. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press, which they've been doing constantly, or the right of the people peaceably to assemble. Well, we know that about Jan six and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Amendment two. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Shall not be infringed. Shall not be infringed. 
It is an infringement to say you can't carry it here, 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 or here. That is infringed. They don't get to rewrite this. These legislators do not get to rewrite our U.S. Constitution. And the U.S. Constitution prevails over the Maryland Constitution. It's not optional. It's not capricious. It's not random. And it's not unclear. So I want to read one more thing, and then I'm going to bring my guest on. Okay? In the beginning of this beautiful, I'm looking at the Heritage Foundation, Declaration of Independence of the Constitution of the United States Handbook. It's a little one. It's about three by, I don't know, five or six inches. And you can carry this in your purse or wallet. And it's just fabulous, okay? But I want I want to read the oath of office. An individual, except the president, elected or appointed to an office of honor or profit in the civil service or uniformed services shall take the following oath. I do solemnly swear or affirm that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, foreign and domestic, that I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same, that I take this obligation freely without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion, and that I will well and faithfully discharge the duties of the office of which I'm about to enter, so help me God. So help me God. That's it. That's their oath. They don't get to have a mental reservation or evade the U.S. Constitution as it is set forth. Period. End of discussion. So it's an outrage, an absolute outrage, that the arrogance and the ignorance of these legislators shall be imposed upon us against our rights, as stated in the U.S. Constitution. On February 7th, these people in the Senate are going to try and eviscerate your constitutional rights. After, SCOTUS said, you can't do that. All right. So I want to bring on Tim Walters, pastor and patriot, and a dear friend. And I just really appreciate Tim being with us this morning. And good morning, Tim. Good morning, Jen. How are you today? I am I am fired up. <laughs> <laughs> so to speak. So I um, I wanted to, first of all, thank you. It, Tim is a veteran. He served in our in our military and we appreciate your service. But I also appreciate your perspective because you're a God fearing man. And you're a patriot. You recognize the importance of this document called the U.S. Constitution. So. Yep. Why don't you just kind of expand or, or, or reflect on what I just said? What do you think? So here's where the problem is, and I'm going to work a little bit backwards on some of your statements. So the, the arrogance of the legislation at the state level and, and Congress exists because we're ignorant as people. And so as, we, we, as, our, as our education and our understanding of our governing documents, our founding documents, even our understanding of what government is supposed to do and where our rights come from 
as that has eroded for years through public education, government schools, this is where we find ourselves. And so when you call out at the federal level, which is really important, First Amendment, Second Amendment, the Tenth Amendment is absolutely critical in this discussion. And this is where the problem lies. And so the Tenth Amendment basically says the power is not delegated to the United States, that's the federal government, by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states respectively. This is a federal level event. And the problem is the federal level hasn't owned it, and so all the states get to chip away at it illegally, unconstitutionally. And we're seeing that now in the courts. And so, you know, I watched the testimonies last week, and our legislators, mo most of them, have never read the U.S. Constitution, which fits in my back pocket, much less the Maryland Constitution, which is much more robust and predates the, the federal Constitution. Much of what came out of the, you know, is in our Constitution came out of our state constitution. But, you know, so the Tenth Amendment is critical in understanding. And so the problem is these guys willy-nilly, every four years, somebody responds emotionally. Um, and so we have a bunch of bills like we do every year, but this year is unique um, in that they're responding to a Supreme Court decision instead of responding to a problem. And so that, that's another issue. We never see our laws, in our laws, it never states what problem it's trying to solve. And so here in Maryland, which was one of the states that the Supreme Court decision last, last, last spring targeted, was, it, as you said so aptly in the Second Amendment, shall, not may, but Maryland was one of a handful of may states. And so you had to go before the, 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 the kingdom of Maryland and beg its king for permission that God gave you to defend your life, which our founding fathers understood. And so now the Supreme Court's upended that. And so now they're trying to go around that. This all started out as shockingly Montgomery County um, to, to basically prohibit somebody from getting a carry, once they get a carry permit, from carrying anywhere. And so that's where they're at. New York's is on, is on hold at the moment. This will be sued by Maryland Shall Issue. Um, they'll include this in a, in a, in a several lawsuits, or, or I, I can't speak for them, but there, there, are, there are guardians of, of the Second Amendment in Maryland and done a great job through the years holding, holding what ground they could. But that's kind of where we find ourselves in this session. So the main bill to be alarmed about, and there's many, is the fact that for those of us that have carry permits, um, and some of us have had them for a long time because even in the May um, we have been found to have good and substantial reasons to carry and defend ourselves. We will no longer have those good and substantial reasons based on this law to carry. Now, as you also said, the oath. An oath is taken only, the, the difference between an oath and a promise is an oath is taken before a higher authority. And so the higher authority will hold you accountable. My oath means something because they're to God. And so if I fail my oath, then God is going to hold me accountable. Now, what's interesting about this law, like many laws, like they did with COVID, um, this law is about people giving me permission to carry in their retail, on their private property, at a restaurant. And so now I've taken my God-given right, and I now have to ask a fellow citizen for permission to execute my God-given right. All right, so let me let me interject. Yeah, it's yep. brilliant what yep. you just said. I want to say something about that. Yep. My right to a business does not supersede your Amen. right to defend yourself. 
Correct. And likewise, if you come into my gym and you intend harm on my people, I should have the right to defend myself against you on my property. Correct. Correct. And my home, my business, whatever. That's a whole nother show which is going on at the border where these ranchers have no rights. Okay. And they're living in, 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 um, hell and mayhem. And I have a friend of mine, Mike Miller, we'll have him on about that now. So there's three bills. There's SB one, there's SB 86 and there's SB one, one, three. This is a barrage. This is a pummel them into some, we'll get something out of it. That's what they're trying to do. Right. Okay. On, on multiple fronts. This is how these people roll. Yep. And there's half a dozen in the house at the same time. Okay. So I haven't, I haven't dug into those yet. Okay. Let's talk about the legislators. Okay. One of the folks bringing this about seems to be hell bent on attacking your constitutional rights is Jeff Wald Stryker. Jeff Wald Stryker. Now, I don't know about this because I think that there should be no way that they can. Listen, if you're in Montgomery County and you want to do this crazy stuff to your people, don't try and impose that across the entire state. Let it be something that the people in Montgomery County either fire you for, in other words, unseat you, or they they sue you locally. But you shouldn't. What I'm also dealing with is these massive bills that they then take across from Montgomery County to Garrett County, where they do hunting. So these long guns for these young kids, when they want to go out and go duck hunting or whatever they do, I mean, I'm not one to go duck hunting. I'm not a, I don't like to kill animals. That's not my thing. But it doesn't mean you shouldn't be able to do it. Right. So, um, okay, what are your thoughts? Well, and so that, so what happens is we, we get a lot of conflation of topics and so that, that, that's part of the chaos they do by design. And so what's interesting on the long guns, you know, again, let, what problem are we solving? Long guns aren't killing anybody. And so statistic after statistic proves this. Now, what the, what the esteemed gentleman from Johns Hopkins, who, oh, by the way, your senator from Frederick uh, did a great job debunking most of his uh, learned points, um, what, what they try to say is anywhere where uh, shall carry or may carry has changed to shall carry or carry permits, uh, the process has been limited and opened up. They say that, you know, violent crime rises. Well, what they don't suggest is that is violent crime on the rise anyway. And so here in Maryland, about a dozen years ago, we had a massive gun bill that passed. Over 2,000 people came down and, and uh, testified against it with less than 100 testifying for it, and they passed it. Well, guess what? Since then, gun crime has gone up every single year. And so what's the problem being solved? Now, the, the argument is, well, now everybody's going to be carrying guns going to go up. Well, if that's the case, then these places that have had it should be like, should be like just body, body ground, cemeteries. People should be dying, in mat- and that's not happening. So you can manipulate data. Because you own the data and you get to say what data you chose, so on and so forth. But the reality is the truth. What we can physically see hasn't changed. You can't carry a firearm in Chicago, death capital of the world, <laughs> St. Louis, Baltimore City. And oh, by the way, right now, per part of Maryland code, 
you can't carry firearms in school property, in demonstrations, in the legislation buildings, aboard aircrafts, and so on and so on. So if I go down to testify on the February 7th, why do I have to go through metal detectors? If you've already got a law that forbids me from carrying a gun there and laws work, why do you have a metal detector? And that proves to the point that in the end, you can have all the laws you want, and, and criminals have been uh, assessed and surveyed year after year about where they get their guns from, and most of them are stolen. And so that's going to happen. No matter what happens with laws, there's over 330 million Americans, and there's like a gun for every three of them. And so, you know, the guns are still there. And, and so they're not solving anything other than responding emotionally based on a political bias to a Supreme Court, a Supreme Court, mind you. Now, if they get to go against the Supreme Court, why do I have to listen to them? If the government gets to cherry pick when it listens to itself, then they've lost all lawfulness and they have no authority anymore. Well, and here's the thing. Again, they're out of their lane. They are governed Correct. by us. We're not governed by them. We're we're the consent of the governed. <laughs> so they don't get to make this stuff up. Now, I want to deal with a couple of things. Then after the break, we're going to have Chris Anderson. So I have with me today Pastor and Patriot Tim Walters. And we're talking about the gun legislation and the insanity of these people attacking our constitutional rights. I want to just deal with something and then we'll set up for, for Chris. Because Chris is in Baltimore. So he can speak to the violence uh, happening there that preceded any of these gun laws. When somebody, somebody can serve in the military at 18, they get substantial training, they know about weaponry, yet they want to make this law for rifles and shotguns 21. What do you say about the yeah. illogic of that? So, again, it's, it's the government gets into things. So as an example, children. Children aren't old enough to decide what they can pull out of a high school uh, cafeteria snack machine, so they regulate that. But a child can decide what sex they're going to be or have an abortion. We'll send our children, our biggest resource, into war. We just came out of a 20-year war. At 18, they can go carry a weapon. They can go out and, 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 and fight for us, defend us, or whatever the will of the government is at the time. And yet this kid who grew up with guns now is going to be a criminal if he goes hunting with his dad's gun, or more importantly, with the gun he already has, maybe handed down to him. A variety of legal reasons he would have a gun. And so this, again, it doesn't solve a problem. The problem with Americans in general, and Marylanders specifically, is we've got to start hammering our legislators and asking them, listen, stop with the laws. Start with the problem. Tell me what problem you're solving by raising the age. To, no, Chris will tell you here in a second. I love Chris, by the way. He's going to tell you here in a second. Nobody's running around Baltimore City killing people with rifles, hunting rifles. And uh, nobody's poaching coyotes downtown at the Inner Harbor. <laughs> so, so what problem does it solve? Right. And it isn't solving anything. It's, it's all about control. And in the end, back to the Second Amendment, we exist because the people are supposed to be in charge. And the only way people can't be in charge is by the final removal of the weapons. And that's, that's history. You pick, pick, a, pick a time, I can tell you a time in history when it's happened. 
Well, and by the way, Australia just went through that during this whole COVID nonsense because they took their weapons. These people were basically sitting ducks. You're listening to the Jen Charlton Show. I have with me today Pastor and Patriot Tim Walters. When we come back from the break, we will have Chris Anderson from Baltimore to talk about the impact of this in, in our great city of Baltimore. We'll be right back. The Jen Charlton Show is brought to you in part by Flamingo Pool Supply, Industry Lane Frederick, the best for your pool today. Welcome back to the Jen Charlton Show. And I have with me today several people that we're going to bring on shortly. Tim Walters is is with me on air, and we're talking about this gun restrictions. And I want to just mention Senator Jeff Wald Stryker. Whoever this guy is, I don't know. He's trying to make a name for himself, apparently, in the Democrat Party. Interesting. But I want to bring us back to the news and weather on WFMD that mentioned a stabbing death. Very sad, but ironic. A stabbing death and somebody's being charged and whatever. Are they going to start to ban butcher knives and sharp objects? I mean, really, the insanity is beyond words. There is no justification for what they're doing other than to look uh, like a big guy in a in a in a big pool and try and have people notice him. I don't even know who this guy is, Jeff Waltstriker. So when people are trying to make a name for themselves in politics at your expense, at the expense of your constitutional rights, it's disgusting. And there's another person involved in this and we'll we'll root them out, okay? But the point is you all need to show up and, and go to the hearings. If you have something to say about SB1, SB86, or SB113, and we will cover the House bills next week, okay, because we are all over this, then you need to show up. And you can sign up at MSI, the organization that Mark Pennock is running, Tim. Yeah, so Maryland Shall Issue, MSI, is an absolutely uh, – it's a, it's a state organic organization – that has stood in the gap for the citizens, stood for freedom, stood for the Second Amendment. And so if you go to their website, MarylandShallIssue.org, they'll tell you everything you need to know about the bills, their positions, and why. And they'll even tell you how to get involved. If you can't go to Annapolis or you're, you're a little bit intimidated about sending an email, Here's what you can do. You can join MSI because these guys will take legal action, which requires a lot of money. I firsthand experience at that. Um, and it's costly. But these guys will have sued the state of Maryland. They, they're, they're taking things uh, to upper courts. And so they're a, they're a staunch ally in protecting our God-given right to defend ourselves. All right. Awesome. So well, we need an organization like that to stand up against the the insanity in Annapolis. I want to bring on my first guest uh, on the phone here with us is uh, Chris Anderson. So, Chris, thank you for being with us, and welcome to uh, the Jen Charlton Show. Thank you, Jim. Nice to hear from you. Thank you for having me on. Nice to hear from Tim as well. I haven't seen him in a while. Absolutely. Hey, All right. So, Chris, hey, what are your thoughts as somebody who lives in the Baltimore area and you, you've been – you know, standing up for freedom and for safety in your communities. What what are your thoughts about all this? Well, as you know, the crime and the murder rate and and all that's going on in Baltimore is at an all-time high because of some of these legislative bills that 
um, and liberal policies that are being made uh, to destroy Baltimore. As I've said to people many times before, the crime problem is so rampant that it's going to just grow and it's going to spread. And then we have bills like this where people can't even protect themselves. Now, inside of the city, they say you can't be anywhere in the public with a concealed weapon, nowhere in the public. So, you know, it's commercial property. Everywhere you walk out and there's a liquor store in the corner, you can't go to the liquor store, you can't go to the, the corner store, you can't go carry anywhere. But the criminals are carrying weapons everywhere, and they don't care anything about the law. Take, for instance, the situation that happened to this the young, the, the, squeegee, the squeegee kid and the gentleman that came into Baltimore driving his car down the, the road, and the squeegee kid just takes a gun out and murdered him, murdered him in broad daylight. Now, they arrested him in this case. Everybody's crying. Oh, he was the victim. The guy jumped out of his car with a baseball bat. This shouldn't happen. But what was this young man doing with a gun? It, it certainly wasn't a, a legal weapon. So the, the citizens can't protect themselves when uh, Annapolis is making bills like this, and it's very disturbing. When you look at the crime, I'm going to call it escalation, that's been occurring over probably at least the last 10 years, uh, yeah. we've seen the rise in Baltimore to one of the murder capitals of the country, maybe even the world. It's so bad in Baltimore that you know, and these young kids are getting shot in drive-bys. And these thugs, these criminals, don't have a wear carry. They don't have a right to uh, carry that. They haven't been certified to carry a weapon. They haven't probably got an HQL. I mean, how do we explain this? Well, I don't think it needs – it's kind of self-explanatory. People know, the officers know, the legislators know. They just don't know what to do about it. So they come out with, with – Bills like this that don't make any sense. You have to go after the criminals. You cannot go after law-abiding citizens. And, and most people in Baltimore do not want to go after the criminals because of what I call a uh, subculture of crime. Now, you have criminals and people's families that are doing uh, these crimes, and a lot of people would just not stop snitching and don't want to snitch, don't want to tell on their uh, family members. And this goes all the way to City Hall with um, Brandon Scott and and. Uh, Nick Mosby, they are running the city, but they say, "Oh, we don't want to. We don't want to take the the the, the, crim, the young criminals. They're 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 entrepreneurs. They're just trying to get a job. They're in poverty, and we should just let them uh, go out there and do that, and then find a different way to approach this problem, a holistic approach. This is really a, a bullcrap way of approaching it because, really, with a subculture crime in Baltimore City, the buck would stop all the way at even at the mayor's house. You you have he might have some criminal intent." or some family members doing crimes himself, and it would be embarrassing to uh, have to clean up the city in such a harsh way where criminals would come out the woodwork. As we know, people in City Hall get arrested all the time. So... <laughs> right. I mean, that's the irony of all this. I can't help but laugh. I mean, I remember Cynthia Pugh. I was there. So I remember, now we, I just posted about Marilyn Mosby. I mean, she was the top legal person in Baltimore, and she's a criminal. I mean... How and they want to come after you and me? I agree with you, Chris. They've got this thing all bass backwards. Yeah, a, sub, a subcultural crime will do that, and and now you have to come after elected officials. The thing that, that should be done is, is is the city should come clean and say, "Listen, we have an out of control crime problem. Let someone else in," which is really what they don't want to do because if someone else comes in and cleans the problem, it's embarrassing to them that they couldn't do it themselves. Well, and some of them will yes, go to I jail. Actually, Chris, I think right, some of them will go to right. jail. Right, right. So 
come clean, say we have a problem, and find the best way to clean it up fast yourself. To take the squeegee kids, just to, it shouldn't even been a, a, a argument about the squeegee kids. Just take them off the street. You don't have to necessarily arrest them. You can detain them, divert them to programs, whatever. But at first, take them off the street. Don't just let crime run rapid. And like you said, it's been well over 10 years, and we, we officials here have just let let it turn to Gotham City here. It's, it's, it's just a nightmare. Well, and you know, after, and I'm going to bring on my next guest, but these social service programs say that they care about these kids, and then, to your point, they leave them there fending for themselves trying to eke out a quarter here and there while they spray stuff on your windshield. I mean, what kind of life is that? So why aren't we doing something more meaningful with these kids and training them up for great jobs and careers and opportunities? I mean, it's insane. They just defy their own logic. They really do. And, you know, in the social services realm in Baltimore, it makes no sense. I want to bring on Dana who is a veteran and a patriot and a, a God-fearing woman. And it's really great to have you join us, Dana. Welcome to the Jen Charlton Show. Thank you, Jen. Thank you so much for having me. Hello, Chris. Hello, Tim. So, Dana. <laughs> so, Dana, what are your thoughts about these three bills? And we're going to d- dig in next week again into the House side. But, you know, there's a barrage of incoming, as you veterans understand of these bills to try and i think set us off kilter and put us uh scrambling to try so that they get something through that's their objective here uh dana what are your thoughts we the people can make a difference get involved a powerful way to block these bills is while they are in committee my mga website tracks the bills and you can go on that website easily Even if you just have 10 minutes once a week, you can go in and vote on these bills. You can email these uh, legislators, and they they open their meetings by announcing how many are in favor and how many are opposed. And your written testimony goes on record. You can quickly and easily uh, make a difference. You can make a difference. And one way to get involved and to know how to track these bills is by being involved in a precinct project, a Patriots Club of America, Maryland Federation of Republican Women. These clubs have groups of people who are tracking the legislation and equipping their members to be legislative advocates. So please make a difference. Do do your small part. That's awesome. And I love that you brought up the Maryland Federation of Republican Women. That's MFRW.org, I believe, is their website, MFRW.org. So go and check them out and plug in if you're a female. And by the way, men can be associated with those programs as well. Tim, what are your thoughts about, you know, Dana brings up a great point. Let's all coalesce around the issues and link arms between Chris and Baltimore and folks in Garrett and, oh, by the way, you know, down in Ocean City. I mean, we the people have to have a right to defend ourselves, and we're not the problem. We are not the problem. So back to what Chris said is quit attacking us and go after the real problem. So absolutely. So the Department of Justice did a survey in 2016. They do, I believe they do it every year where they do a survey of prisoners, federal and state. And 
here's where the data matters. Here's where we find the problem. And so in these numbers, all these prisoners have been caught with a gun or committed a gun crime. And so what's fascinating in here is when you look at the age, the age is, uh, you know, obviously the standard age is 25 to 35. But what's really critical here is a large portion never married. Um, a large portion, uh, it, it's staggering the number, has a less than high school education. Um, and then the one number that really leaped out at me that I found fascinating was of, uh, of the ones that did not have military service was just a fraction um, that, that said they had guns versus the ones that didn't. Uh, again, can't do anything about that. But we, so what we see here is we see family values. We, we see an education system. So these are things that we should tackle. So instead of spending, you know, trillions of dollars or billions of dollars here in Maryland on the Kirwan and, you know, solution, you know, looking for a problem without actually seeing the problem, we need to actually go in and start bringing values back to, to the. This isn't going after gun owners. We know where the problem is. The problem is the the, the party that is chasing these things is so hypocritical. So as an example, in this legislative session, one of the House bills is to allow people who have marijuana cards to carry a gun. Well, if you're going to let them carry a gun while you're, you're lamenting gun crime and gun, you know, holding people accountable, but then you're going to turn around and let somebody who needs something for pain meds, well, what about letting opiate people use it? Uh, you know, where does it end? There's no consistency in this. Well, so I, want to, they, I want to build on what you just said. Okay. You can't drive under the influence. Correct. So you should not be allowed to shoot under the influence. You should not be allowed to carry under the influence. And I believe a friend of mine who who's done a lot of work with Navy SEALs and so forth, when when she would have her equipment, I mean, she would never drink if we were out and she was she had her equipment with her and she had the right to never uh, mixed alcohol with that. So some of this is responsible, right? You're a responsible adult. Uh, It's a responsible gun owner. You've done the training. You continue to do the training. I mean, I've gone for my wear and carry. I did get approved to apply for it. And uh, I will continue to train with my trainer out, out, out west. Okay, because I know that I need to master this to be competent and comfortable in the event, God forbid, I am in a situation where I am carrying and I have to defend myself. So but, you know, you can look at and I want to go to Chris in a second. You know, you can look at women who have gone after their ability to wear and carry because they were raped. This is a big thing. I just well, saw and, some, and, a woman who was uh, assaulted while she was jogging. They had it on video. Mm-hmm. Now, she was able to kick him in the appropriate places and dis, dis, you know, disarm him, in other words, from trying to grab her and throw her in the backseat of a car that was there. They had this whole thing planned to attack and grab this woman. Yep. Now, we have a right as women to defend ourselves and protect ourselves from assault and murder <laughs> and rape. Chris, your yeah, thoughts. Yes. Yeah, so, so and, and, and I'll punt over to Chris in a second because because this is a good segue. So SB1, which is going to restrict carrying anywhere, is 
actually using a civil rights code. And yet, to Chris's point, it's going to prohibit the use of, of, of the minority communities in Baltimore City that are already underserved. There seems to be a lot of money and a lot of politics for them, but they're not going to have the right to defend themselves. Women aren't going to have the right to defend themselves. How many times have we read where a woman had acid thrown on her at the beauty salon or, or at the retail store she was in because the, the stalker knew she would have to go out eventually? And so they're removing the rights for the minority communities to defend themselves whilst pleading that they're the party for minorities. This is amazing to me. Yeah. Go ahead, Chris. I think it's um, it is just like uh, Tim says. It's a it's a slap in the face to uh, minorities, but it's a slap in the face to all guns gun owners in Maryland. They really are trying to low key take take away our rights. And a lot of people can't say that nowadays because of this political correct wokeness nonsense. But yes, they're going after our guns. And I said this in the Maryland General Assembly. I'm a member. I, I'm sorry, not the Maryland General Assembly. Uh, Maryland GOP committee. And I told them. I said, listen, if this problem is not tackled in Baltimore, it's just going to spread. It's already spread it to Frederick. It's already spread it to the county. I mean, we have a young lady that got stabbed in, in a school um, um, in the county, and it's it's horrific. We see someone in the bathroom being, you know, going after with a knife. And no one, no one can uh, do anything. No one can defend themselves. The mess in Baltimore will just spread to the outer, outer counties. You should be able to defend yourself. You shouldn't just say, oh, we need our legislators to protect us, and what are they going to do next? When you see a crime problem that's so bad, that's so running so rampant and going out of control. We just had uh, a last month, I only heard, with 333 murders ending last year, and one of the murders were on this new year in a shopping center in West Baltimore where five students were shot. And I'm like, they do not have legal weapons. The store owners can't even defend themselves because, I mean, what's this bill going to say? You can't you can't carry, if, if you're a store owner, you can't carry, have your weapon inside of the store when someone is coming into your store trying to attack you. You can't even defend yourself. And that's what we're going with this. And they want this nightmare and this mess in Baltimore just to continue over and over. I don't know why, but they should send someone and someone should say, listen, this bill itself is, is unconstitutional. Minorities and people uh, in the state of Maryland have a right to defend themselves. And if it's going to end up into a bloody mess, which is what, what most officials are in Baltimore are saying, that if you get a citizen's guns, we're going to have shootouts. They always say that. We're going to have shootouts like the OK Corral everywhere. Well, we already have those, sir. We already have those. The, the difference is law-abiding citizens are being hit with weapons. Kids are sitting on steps and being hit with stray bullets and casualties of the war that's already um, taking place on yeah. the streets. The only thing that's that, that we don't have is the police and the citizens involved in that war. And I bet if, if they know, if the citizens did get involved, half of this stuff would stop. Yeah, we would have um, uh, that kid walking into that store trying to rob that store. Yes, he would get shot, and yes, he would be someone's son, but maybe people would learn personal responsibility and not uh, break the law and not have uh, illegal guns on our streets. Thanks, Chris. I well, mean, appreciate your comment. Yeah. Jennifer, if I may add to Chris's point, we have a misperception of what police do. Police do not protect us. They're not even required to by the Supreme Court. The police are always, listen to my words, always an after effect. They're there to clean up and investigate. But at no point does the police protect that store owner because they're not there at that point of, of the crime. And so we have a false sense of safety by the government in this as well. That's a, a, an underlying um, 
factor in this as well. Okay, so I love what you've just said because I think, you know, the police are walking a tightrope between public perception, public safety, the greater good, personal safety, the safety of their fellow officers. Um, Mm, It's really a tricky tightrope, and they've been demonized beyond measure, and it's outrageous. When the real problem is, I think, when you get back to peeling it back to what you said earlier, Tim, is let's get back to family values. Let's get back to making sure we know what our kids are doing, thinking, and and how they're being in life so that when they're off track, we're addressing it before they become a public nuisance or a public danger. And, you know, this is, this is a, you know, we are so off track as a society. And here we are in the weeds dealing with somebody who thinks that long guns or me, uh, you know, having to uh, say to people, you can't come into this, this, this and this with your guns. And I want to talk about safe zones in a minute. Um, And actually, we're coming up on top of the show. So we're going to do this show again next week. You guys, we are going to continue this conversation until we break through the insanity that's going on in Annapolis, Maryland. And and these are the consequences of elections, guys. These are the consequences of installed elections. And we have to start confronting what's really going on here because they are dismantling and disassembling our country piece by piece. And when somebody can go out there and stab somebody, that's a weapon. Now you're going to, you know, like I said earlier, ban all sharp objects or all vehicles so you don't have vehicular homicide? No, the guns aren't the problem. The people are. We need to start getting straight with that. I want to thank you all. You all are amazing. I'm so grateful for you being available to call in because you're knowledgeable on the subject. You have the experience to share with the people. Everybody, I want you to go to my Facebook page and also go to WFMD.com and listen to this show. Download it. Share it. On there will be a way to sign up through MSI to uh, be uh, somebody who testifies, okay? So we need your voices in Annapolis. You cannot leave this to these crazy legislators or we are all doomed. Everybody, thank you for listening. I want to I share something that I just recorded this week that's meaningful to me. It's my music. It's my joy. It's my patriotism. And I love you all. We'll be here next Saturday morning at 9 a.m. talking about uh, freedom and gun control. I also want to remind you to go to PatriotFreedomProject.com, PatriotFreedomProject.com. You just heard about the three Marines. They're going after 1,000 to 3,000 more people on the Jan 6 issue, and these people need our help because they're being attacked by the very government they thought would protect them. Here you go. Have a great week. America, land that I love, stand beside her and guide her through the night with
with the light from above from the mountains to the prairies to the ocean 